0: Hi there, welcome to Article 23, your podcast all about work. I'm James Hancock and I am joined by...
1: Suzanne Gavrilovitch. And Rhonda Brighton-Hall.
2: And I'm very, very happy to be home. I feel like I've been traveling for a couple of weeks and I keep missing podcast time. So it's really great to be here.
0: And it's awesome to have you back. I was with a couple of Urban Family members last week (laughs) in Michael and Alicia. I loved it. Um, Pressure's on you both because they nailed it. They did.
2: absolutely (laughs) nailed it. So I'm feeling the pressure.
0: Yeah, so look, today our big topic is structure versus strategy. It's a bit of an age-old debate, chicken and egg type one. But before we get to that, what are we going to talk about? With
2: I hope you don't mind. I wanted to leap in and mention a few things that have been happening. They sort of coincide. Yep. And it's this discussion. We were asked to do an interview this week about the Ita Batre's Buttre- comments yep. with the ABC when she sort of said, um, you know, we've lost our sense of humor, we've lost our fun and everything else. And I thought... Yeah, it's such a controversial topic, and then people had these really polarizing views. But in the interview, what was mm. coming through was that she's a masterful, masterful practitioner, or whatever the right yeah. words for that are, of bringing people together with different views and not creating anger. Like mm. she can actually, with humour mm. and mm. a delightful way of being, yeah. convene difference. Then we saw Ellen on Facebook and everything in the last couple of days doing exactly the same thing, talking about being friends with people who disagree. And with everything that's going on in the world, the expression that I heard used for it was soft power, the ability yeah, to nice. convene differences of opinion in a way that's still constructive and keeps people at the table. I think it's a massively important skill set for the future. And I think one we'll see and talk about a lot, lot more as we talk about what great leadership looks like yep. in the current world. Absolutely.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: And I reckon some of those things could apply to the topic today anyway on strategy and structure. They, so, they do. Yeah. They
2: absolutely do. You're absolutely right. I hadn't thought of that, but it's a great segue.
0: Yep. Awesome. So look, there's a few things we're going to talk about, but why don't we start with in organizations, big or small, how strategy and structure kind of plays out? What's the backdrop?
1: So the first thing is what value is there in structure?
2: Yeah. It's a good one. Can we answer the big question? Sure. So Go the question it. that you posed Wh- in the one, last month, one, because I've come? been on planes and things listening to the podcast, yeah. um, you said, which is more important, which comes first? Yeah. I think the answer is really, really simple. It's that strategy always comes before structure. Yeah. Agree. Yeah, always. I agree with that too. And so strategy is more important. Structure makes it happen. But they always go in that order. Yep. yep. And we drown in agreement on that one. Though. Yeah, so it's right the okay. end of the podcast. <laughs> 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 so now we can talk about what value is there in structure. Because strategy yep. is clear. It's a plan. It's a, what are we going to yep. do. It's the what. It's the what. What we're going to do, why we're going to do it, that's the strategy. So mm. Mm. What, what value is there in structure to your, to your question, Suzanne, which I think is a great one.
1: So things so. like... For me, structure is about how you then organise that work. So your strategy yeah. is what I'm going to do, and the structure is how I'm going to do it. Through what people am I going to do it, and so how am I going to organise my people to achieve what we need to achieve. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Governance, who's got what role, who's doing what, how do we rely on each other, what can I expect from you? This is structure.
1: Yep. Yeah,
0: perfect. Um, And what about the idea of the collapsible structure? So we've we've looked at that one a bit, (laughs) thought about it a bit. We see people doing that in really big organizations in Australia with no names and beyond.
2: I think that the value of collapsible structures is where we've got this hierarchical addiction that we Mm -hmm. all talk about. And I think a collapsible structure is actually a more normal way and a healthier way for human beings to come together. So if we look at things like family systems, Mm -hmm. we always say that you're sort of born into a level or a rank in your family and you hold that position for life. But really healthy family relationships and dynamics, people grow and change and become more equal and take leads from different positions. Yeah. That's really healthy in a, in a work family or a work structure as well. Mm. And a collapsible structure, um, and I worked with one lot with, a lot within a previous organization that was highly mm-hmm. entrepreneurial, And what it took into account is that every year, say, all of us as a team would sit down and say, in the last 12 months, I've learnt this, this and this. I feel that I'm no longer just a student of that. I can add that into some of my responsibility. That means I can take some of your workload. You can add a bit more Mm. of someone else's workload. And so what we did is we collapsed the structure in terms of saying, what role do you want to play? Um, how, how can you play a bigger mm, game? Mm, mm. Is this a year you want to play a big game? You might be having a year where you've got a lot of other stuff on your plate and you'll say, look, I'm going to step back a little bit this year. I don't want all that responsibility. I just want part. that sort of idea of taking into account the human beings that are in the structure and really maximizing their ability to contribute at their best in that moment in time yeah. is what I would call a collapsible structure. I think it's a fantastic way to go. Yeah.
1: And you know, it's predictable in that scenario. You know, as you review your strategy every year, you're going to have a look at the structure and yeah. renew your priorities. You know, take into account your talent, who needs to move where, and it's perfect. Yeah, so I, I think it's, it is too, to it.
2: it's absolutely that. Here's our priorities; we've all agreed yeah. on them. We've built the strategy together. Yeah, who wants to do what? How are mm. we going to do it to the best ability? How can we support each other? What can I learn and grow with? There's lots of opportunities, and it's just it's a wonderful way to go. As long as we feel that we're secure mm-hmm. yeah. and not some crazy, sort of crazy, like, let's make everyone afraid for their job rubbish. Yeah. Yes. And that sort exactly. of goes, and that,
0: and, that, and that point's bang on. I think that goes a bit to the family one. So when, when you mentioned, that, I think it's spot on. And what shifts and change, changes there and is interesting and probably different to, the, to an organization is title and role and yeah. the shift and how that shifts quite smoothly, how or less maybe hell bent on the title that we have and that will change and evolve. Quite naturally, someone in our family might have a child, like all of those sorts of things and titles will evolve. You'll take on a new title, you take on a different role and how they evolve within but we're way less hell-bent on the hierarchy.
2: Yeah, well, in, obviously in this business, we have whatever job title you like. like <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I, I, but I, the work I, I, you do I, I, is I, really that's important. That's
0: right. Suzanne and I have decided on CEO and co-founder. <laughs> Go
2: for your life. <laughs> Joking.
0: Oh, and <laughs> everyone the same title. Love it. What about, let, let's let get to where we would absolutely love to go, which is, when do restructures go bad? I think we've got to go there.
2: I I want to go there too, because yeah. one of the ones that makes me really, really cross is I think, you know, we went through the late 1980s and people did these horrible, horrible things called mm. spills and fills. Oh, and yeah. I, I hadn't seen them for a really long time. And all of a sudden in the last probably 10 years, maybe five years, they're back and people do them mm. as like, oh, I can make really strong backbone decisions, I'm going to do a spill and fill. And I just don't think they Mm. have any idea of the devastating impact that that has. Mm. But I would start even before the impact and say, I haven't seen a good leader who's needed to do that. I Mm, think if you are really close to your team, how they're growing, how they're changing, what's going on with them at a time, you can literally morph, take advantage of attrition as numbers go down and whatever, move cost structures quite easily. And you only really need to do a spill and fill and great drama if you've failed to plan and failed to be planful and thoughtful about the future of your team and how they fit into the work you're doing yeah
1: is that too critical? no I don't think it is (laughs) Um, and you know having a thought about how the impact while you're doing this great spill and fill nobody in the business is focused on the business no they're all focused on terrified they're terrified they're focused on positioning themselves for their best advantage etc and It, it it's just not a good activity for the business at all.
2: Yeah. And those wicked, horrible, spill and fill, dramatic restructures are always the result of people waiting too long yeah. to be thoughtful about the structure of their team and the work that they're doing. Yeah, They leave it to the last minute and they go, oh, I have yeah. to do something really dramatic. Yeah, yeah.
0: And, I, and I think, like you said a little earlier, I think that that drama often comes out in a big corporate as cost. Yeah. Here's cost out. It's panicked. We know that it's a tough year. It's always a tough year. You rarely get huge growth in cost base unless it's for some yeah. some significant reason. And your product, cost whatever. trend line's
2: been coming this way for 5 years, yeah, like you it's, should not have seen it coming, it's not a surprise. It's not a surprise. And then
0: look, oh there's a stretch goal on it. It's not but you wait too long to make a decision on and that. And how often of you do you of
1: see how often do you see when that happens, the cost is taken out and then yeah. 6 months later <laughs> roles start creeping back in again. So you've yep. lost all these great people. Yep. And then you start you start rebuilding with New people, which is, you know, lovely, but not helpful. I
2: think it's really true. And what it does survive create in organizations and we've talked about this number of times it creates these people who are absolutely survivors Mm. and so what you find in the really big organizations who do bad restructuring a lot spills and fills and great dramas is that you get these people who get really good at reading it and so they actually i i met a woman she said oh yes i've survived seven restructures i'm like oh my god that is so weird it's just such a it's a it's a weird strength i'm not sure that it's a good one for business Mm. or good for her to contribute Mm. But it was such a weird thing to be constantly yeah. going through.
0: And it doesn't translate, I don't think, to like resilience or something else. I don't think it would no. be perfect to that, like a really, uh, like a positive attribute. I think it's like a, you're yeah, like you said, good at reading the situation, good at kind of just moving out of sight for a second to be able
2: to hang on. Yeah. It's, just, it's, a, yeah. Bit, it's a bit opaque. Like, well, she was actually describing to me how she did it. I thought that's just so unhealthy mm. that she's taking any of her headspace not to think about what are we trying to do, what yeah. do I contribute, how do I help, but actually yeah. thinking how do I survive oh, the on. next change? Yeah. 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 How do I hang on? That's exactly right.
0: So, right, I reckon that's some of the bad. I think some listeners probably have other stories on that one. That's for another day. But what about <laughs> when are the times when you need a completely new structure? Does that exist?
2: Yes, new strategy, new geography, new yep. market. You need to put a structure around that yep. that gives people their best chance of grabbing that great opportunity. Yep. And, and if you do that really well, you can give people um, a new space and not overburden them with the yep. old governance, old structures of the bigger organization yep. and let them go light, agile towards the new opportunity, yep. try some things, test and learn, yep. fail. Uh, and try different ideas as opposed to taking with them the big structure. I think that works really well. And you see that
0: at a a level of where people, for want of a better expression, kind of bolt on smaller businesses to disrupt bigger ones. Mm. So, you know, you see the example of we've created a payments little company over here, really good idea, and we bolted on We kind of want it with us, but we don't want it to get stuck in the chaos and bureaucracy. Um, That's a finance example, but I'm sure there are many others. There would be tech examples of that to the hill? Oh, in
2: retail, it was always you could put on another brand.
0: That's right. But sooner yeah.
2: or later, the big brands that actually run the business have got such gravitas yeah. and such profit usually with them yeah. that the smaller business becomes like a poor relation. Yeah. So you've really got to make sure that they've got this space to do their own thing in a great yeah. way. Yeah. I think that's a really important use of structure.
0: Yeah, nice
1: you've seen that a little bit with uh, online models so businesses you know starting out their online business as a separate entity and then eventually growing back into the main business so so the other thing that we were going to talk about briefly was
2: what we're seeing that causes a lot of pain i think that that's a really important one and and i think that that's the things that we've seen recently that are really creeping into a lot of businesses is this constant rapid relentless restructuring of the same group of people over and over and over and yeah. over again yep. which is exhausting yeah is totally distracting from the main game and the work you're doing yeah, yeah.
0: you like shooting fish in a barrel it's super weird it doesn't make sense at all i think the one that i'm hearing a lot at the moment is this idea of creating structures where peers report to peers where layers are confusing where all of a sudden we're sitting around the table together and now i'm sitting around the table talking to you as my boss um, and you see and that just happen. Keeps going yeah you see
1: that happen when people are putting back uh, pe- uh, roles that have been stripped out in yes. this crazy restructuring <laughs> and then they start adding back things randomly and so yep. you that's where you end up with peers reporting to peers and and, yep. and something that's ill thought through and bizarre it's so confusing
0: the fruit fruit salad approach to structure yeah you
2: basically there you go that's a great expression and and that constantly refilling at the top too i want to bring someone bigger in so you put them on top of this structure on top of this structure and sooner or later this structure just crushed yeah crushes their spirit opportunities potential just crushed under big people all the time
0: so what are our three big lessons then what can we do to help
2: I think there We're are three this. really, really key lessons is first of all, from the start, we said strategy comes before structure, yeah, yeah. and they 're always linked. Never do a restructure that isn 't based on trying to achieve something with the work yeah and we
1: and then always with space for people to do their best job, yeah, yeah. so you don 't want to have people in uh, some structure that isn't clear, they need clear accountability so they know what they're
2: focused on. All all three of us have got the same piece of work and we're fighting over who does it. So I agree with that, Absolutely, space to do great work, very, very
0: important. And then I think the third one is um, one that we would always have in there, this was how you keep it human through all of this, is care about the impact that you have on people. Yes. And that whatever you're doing has to create value, yes, for the business, but also to the people. Um, and that you're not just creating these survivors, as we spoke about a little earlier, it, that hang yeah. on all the time.
2: And and if you aren't caring about the impact, you're creating a culture and a damage to those human beings It's so bad. So yeah. bad. I can't exaggerate that. <laughs> so bad. Yeah, we so. felt it. We're all,
0: we're all nodding in the room. You can't see that. We can't yeah. see that, listeners. But. Awesome one this week. Thank you very much for having the debate about strategy structure. What's good, bad, goes wrong. It's a
2: great conversation. Hopefully it was helpful for some because I know some, so many people are considering restructuring at the moment. Yeah. Consider this. Really think about it carefully.
0: Yep, yeah. perfect. What are we going to talk about next week?
2: Next week, we're going to talk about the detail around how to convene really, really tough conversations between people who are arguing and fighting. I think that's a great topic. Love it. Call it soft power. Let's see what we can do with it. Look forward
0: to that. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye.